go. Here we go. All right, here we go on three and two and one. Time now for another edition of Snap Tackle Pod with Dion Clisso. I'm Nick Schaefer, 41 Action News. Dion of Preps KC and PrepsKC.com. Dion, how are you? Doing well. Uh, this is a fun week. I mean, this the next two weeks are kind next of the two weeks, right? The best are, are really are, are the best two weeks. I mean, you've got district finals on the Missouri side, quarterfinals in class six, and then you got quarterfinals on the Kansas side. And you know, four A is just loaded quarterfinals. I think five A there's couple teams that maybe rise rise above everybody else. And then 6A is loaded, too. Um, a lot of good games there. Yeah, can't wait for a lot of games on both sides of the state line this week. We've got basically final eight or final 16. It depends mm-hmm. on which side of the state you are and which class you're in. Uh, but it, it should ramp up here these next couple of weeks into uh, Thanksgiving, at least on the Kansas side, where we'll have all the state championship games. And the Missouri is going to be the week later, correct? Yeah, you have one through five a week later. So, and we've got some teams in the Metro that got a good shot of going one through five on the Missouri side. Even if you, even if you want to take uh, Mid Buchanan, who's up near St. Joe, uh, is kind of a Metro team. They they play Metro schools, so um, they're the number one team in, in Class One. So they, you know, one through five, there's somebody who's got a shot to go, and some yeah. some will be tougher than others. Five five, you're gonna meet up with the Carthage Web City uh, along the way, but there's there's some good teams out there, and they got a shot to, to play deep. Let's talk about last week's games. How great was that Liberty Blue Springs game? Crazy, you know. I you know Liberty jumped out early, and and uh, I mean, or Blue Springs jumped out early, and you're like, whoa, and then they came back. Liberty came back, and then. Blue Springs came back and got there, and they had that late fumble. Uh, Liberty scored. Um, Blue Springs had a chance there late. You know, in the last minute, didn't get it done. Missed a field goal, and then they don't even really try and run any offense at Liberty. They were that confident in their kicker, uh, Rock Job, who's, the, who, who's, the, who's the, the soccer coach's uh, son. And he was a longtime soccer coach up at, up at Liberty, so he's a, you know, his dad is his kicking coach, and I talked with Coach Forgot today. And he said the line. He said he goes, "We got." He goes, "He's a confident kid." He tells me all the time, "There's no goalie in the goalpost. You just kick it. You just I don't worry about that." Yeah. He's like, "Even if I'm doing a PK and you know, in soccer, I got a goalie there." So you know, it's uh, one of those things. And and you know, it, luckily for football team, they play on Friday nights and. The soccer team got beat last Saturday by Park Hill, so their season is over. Because we've seen some of that happen, some overlap. Last year, Platte County's very good kicker was their best soccer player, and he he missed their semifinal game when they went to St. Mary's in St. Louis. And uh, uh, But, no, they they survived and made on to the state championship game. Lisa West was missing their kicker last Saturday because they played at Knicks on Saturday. So those soccer guys are great, but sometimes there's a conflict here or there that'll that'll get you. Well, then a lot of schools won't let you play both. So good on the schools yeah. that let you play both soccer and, and football at the same time. Let's, last week, not a lot of upsets, Dion, uh, but there were a couple. You mentioned Knicks have beaten Lee Summit West. That, that, that stands out. St. James over Payola. Those, those are the two biggest upsets in your mind? Yeah, and, and the, the St. James game, just talking with people and knowing the kind of team that each of them are, um, the, it was going to be a, a good chance for one. St. James throws the ball really well, and that's kind of the weakness of the Paola defense. Um, and Paola's not built to come from behind, so St. James would need to jump out on them. And they went double reverse flea flicker pass on their first play for a touchdown. <coughs> wow. um, and then onside kicked and got the ball back, and we're up 14 nothing in a hurry and made Paola play from behind, and that's not their style. And, uh, I mean, made it a 45-35 game in the end. They were up 31-7. Well, yeah, Paola had a huge lead. Or sorry, uh, uh, St. James had a huge lead. Paola came all the way back, and then it's yeah. like uh, uh, St. James 
uh, made the final push there to get the uh, well. In the in the in the first play from scrimmage, that you know, double reverse, flea flicker thing. So you know they they get it. They 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 do a good job of blocking it long enough to get all that crap gone. You know because it's a it's a basically a sweep and then there's a reverse and then he tosses it back to the quarterback on the way back. Well, Dakota Burrett throws it out there and the receiver he's got ten yards on him makes the catch running down the field, and somewhere around the two-yard line, the ball just kind of jumps out of his hands. It bounces kind of right back up into his hands as he doesn't break stride for the touchdown. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that play had everything. I mean, and, and uh, no, it was, uh, it was a crazy start to that game. And, and St. James really really played well. But St. James, is, they played good competition this year. And, and Paola is a good team. Uh, and they were ranked number one in the state. And the last four teams in that 4A bracket, you know, they got Basin Linwood this week, who they beat by a touchdown. <laughs> late in the game, you know, last early in the season, and then you got Bishop Meage and Tonganoxy. So, I mean, all four of those teams are good enough to play for a state championship. Yeah, we'll talk about 5A here in a – or 4A, rather, uh, in a minute here. Another game from last week that stood out. I don't know if it's a upset or not, but I wasn't expecting this score. Summit Christian hammered Oak <laughs> Grove. Did you see that coming? I, I thought Summit Christian could win. I, I thought they had the more experienced quarterback. I didn't pick them. I'm not going to act like I was like, oh, no, Summit Christian. Um, no, I thought they could win that game. Um, you know, Oak Grove was healthy, um, healthier than they've been in a long time. They really run the ball well. Um, Coach Harold Wamsgon who co-hosts my uh, radio show with me. He had seen Summit Christian the week before against Pleasant Hill. He said they really struggled stopping the run. And so he kind of was – I kind of listened to him, and I said, well, I, I'll, I'll pick Oak Grove here. Mm. It didn't matter. They, they did something better to stop the run. And Oak Grove, again, a team not built to come from behind. Uh, and – some of Christian Grayson Sprouse, their quarterback, who's been starting for, I think this is his eighth or ninth year um, as a starting quarterback for them, dual threat guy. And, then, you know, sometimes if you've got the quarterback and the skill guys, even if you can't stop the run, you get the team gets down and, and just kind of ended for Oak Grove right there. And kind of a disjointed season for them. They were they were really good early. Uh, got They're the only team to beat Warrensburg this year. Um, and then they, they lose to Odessa, and then they are out for basically three weeks at the end of the season because of, you know, two weeks of COVID, and then they had an open – date on their schedule because they flip-flopped with Warrensburg earlier in the season and then they you know lose the Summit Christian in the second round so but Summit Christian's been the district championship game for the last three four years so yeah. they really are a team that's used to doing this they were in class two and now they're up in class three and and the uh, funny thing about them is they're really one of the smallest they're probably they are the smallest class three football school because of the way the multiplier worked they were right on the line to be in class one just in terms of of yeah. population and they, you know, bump down and they get like a double double bump almost uh, to go from, you know, two to three. So, no, that's an experience program. They do a really good thing. And, that, and they've been good for a long, long time. And so uh, up in three. But now they get Odessa. And that's really – that's like being a small class two school playing one of the bigger class three schools that, oh, by the way, has won 15, 9, uh, 24 games in a row 20 now, 25. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're – they're looking, looking like they could do it again. So, you know, that's a pretty tough task for some Christian. But, no, that, that score definitely was a surprise, 35-0. Um, let's talk Missouri Class 5 here. Great games last week. Uh, yeah. Black County, Raytown, Staley, all advanced by like a total of 16 points to this round of the playoffs. What to, how, how close is it? Is it a, kind of a crapshoot in Class 5? I think it is. And, you know, you're talking about um, Raytown's playing Green Valley, who they beat by one touchdown. Um, you know, Staley offensively, they, you know, they didn't go off to a very good start this season. They played really well the last few weeks, just kind of like handling their business. But then they go and beat Park Hill South, who beat them pretty 
uh, good in the, in the regular season, and they shut down that Park Hill South offense, which is one of the hot, more underrated offenses in the Metro, and and just held them out in their offensive and defensive line for Staley's playing fantastic right now. They only put up 14 points. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to win with 14 points against Platte County because I don't think you're holding them to the nine uh, like they did with Park Hill South. I mean, Platte County's offense is as good as anybody. Um, so we'll see. But Staley, a good one for them. Six straight district championship game for them. Wow. Yeah, no, there's I know success there, even in down years, quote unquote, uh, for the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, switch over to Kansas here. Um, 6A, Olathe North, Blue Valley, Blue Valley North, Shawnee Mission, Northwest. Who's the best out of that bunch? Because they're the, the four on the top half of the bracket in the final eight in 6A. Whoever makes it to see back to play. That's all I'm saying. You can't, you can't, you can't answer that way. Call it right. Well, now. I, I tell you, you know, if you, if you go Commons, well, I tell you, you, you'd think Olathe North, they played Lawrence to that, you know, two point conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blue Valley North is doing what Blue Valley North has done the last four or five years. They go in the playoffs and just play really well. Uh, and they're a tough team to defend. They throw it all over the yard. They've got good receivers, good tailback. Um, it's Shawnee Mission Northwest. We've seen what they've done. I mean, they, they did a pretty good job against an Olathe West team that's pretty solid. Um, but Blue Valley is kind of the team that I don't think people are giving enough credit to. They started out, they lost their first game of the season. They haven't lost since. Um, got a win over St. James in there that last week of the regular season. And they have, since they've started the season with a new quarterback, Grayson Hobart, who's going to be their tailback or, you know, number two tailback, depending on if Chase Jans was going to play at all. Um, they they went were going to be a good team. They lost their quarterback. They lost their tailback but the other guys are still there. So I think that, that once they kind of got the quarterback situation settled out, as Grayson Hobart basically had to go, oh, I'm a quarterback now, like in three weeks, mm-hmm. and get it going. Um, and, you know, there was a time that, and then there's two weeks in there when they weren't playing where they didn't practice. So that's tough too. You start, you stop, you didn't have an off season. Uh, they're looking pretty good. Uh, they're a team that's to, uh, to keep an eye on. And and if they get up on Olathe North, you know, Olathe North's not – built to throw the ball in the yard and come back. So I think both of those games are, are almost toss-ups. Okay. So you didn't answer my question then. Who do I think is the best team right now? I'm going to go with only the North right now. I think that's the right answer too. <laughs> I think Northwest is the best offense, but they can allow points too. Yeah. And they get a lot of shootouts. I think it goes, I think Olathe North, Blue Valley, and then um, Chimish and Northwest and Blue Valley North very close to each other. That, I, I think the Blue Valley's defense is highly underrated. I mean, yeah. Blue Valley Northwest, Mikey Pauly and that crew can score some points and they get up, get up and down the field and they held them to seven last week. So. Yeah. Um, eight teams left in Kansas 6A, but five are from the metro area because we yes. have Lawrence over there on the west side of the bracket playing Derby, the team that's won, I don't know, 100 straight state titles in, in 6A. If, if, if Lawrence wins this week, are we all but assured – an all-Kansas City, basically, matchup at Seaback for the 6A title? I don't know. Does this podcast read Junction City? I mean, I don't – It can. It, it can. Technically, I guess it's the, you know, it's the internet. Uh, um, I think Junction City would like to like to think they have a chance there, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Junction City is behind Derby in terms of ability. And if, if Lawrence takes care of them, I think Lawrence is – you know, fittingly, it's going to be at Seaback. You might as well have two Kansas City teams. Don't make anybody else drive in for that. Right. I mean, there's there's no sense. Save the you know, save gas money. The five eight people are going to have to go down to Pittsburgh, and yeah. and the four eight are going to have to go to uh, Topeka. So you know, make make them come here. So it is kind of absurd that there are no state championship games in the Kansas City area ever. I, I think that what you'll find, and and this is one of those years that you can have state championship games at high schools. And Seaback is a really good facility. I'm not you know saying that, and on the Missouri side they're doing it in high schools too. Is that 
normally you would, I mean, a lot of times the reason you have it at the college is for media availability and, and the size of media that comes down. I know in the smaller classes in the Missouri side, um, there's a ton of small town radio, like class three games. There's like seven different radio stations yeah. doing it. Um, and that's where you, you need that space. And, you know, like Pittsburgh, um, I haven't been down there, but I've just heard is that, that they would, they have their regular press box, which is not huge. It's a good size D2 press box. But then they take all the suites that they have at the stadium. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've, I've shot video out of one of those suites before. It was sweet. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I, yeah. That's what I said. I heard, I heard it's, Really, if you want to go cover a game, Pittsburgh, Kansas is the place to go. I, they, they really do a great job in that, in that stadium. I think Emporia was well, kind of a similar situation. And then also this year with COVID, look, the bigger the stadium, the more fans you're going to be able to get in there. I've already looked up. Kearney, Kearney Stadium in Pittsburgh seats over 8,000 people. So if they do kind of you know, 25%, that, that's, a, that's a lot of people compared to the, the, uh, the crowds we've had at uh, regular games this year. Yeah, and you know, definitely won't be as big a crowd at Seabeck at as it would have been in Emporia State. But – um, if it's two Kansas City schools, I think that's that's not a yeah, you know, it's not a bad thing. And it, you know, I think those, it, it, you know, it won't be a home game for anybody. I mean, Olathe North doesn't play their home games there, so it's not like, yeah. uh, but they will be. in, you know, Olathe has a chance to play there. But I, I think there's a really good shot. I think Lawrence is really good, and and I think that'd be saying a lot to see Steve Rampy take over that program and and lead them back to a state championship. Yep. Um, down in 5A, are we barreling towards another Mill Valley Aquinas showdown um, in 5A? It only happens every single year. Um, I think so. Um, I, I think DeSoto's a good team. The problem for DeSoto has been their defense. Um, they've given up points to people. Um, we know what Mill Valley did to them. It was There was a seven in front of it uh, back in week two, uh, which makes it tougher, I think, on Mill Valley because it, they did win so big. I mean, yeah. you got to be focused and ready to go. I mean, DeSoto's a good team. Um, but you know, Mill Valley looks like their position there. Blue Valley Southwest. I still think Aquinas is the favorite. And if you talk to coach Ork, he knows they've got a, a mountain to climb there with, with Aquinas, but this is the better Blue Valley Southwest team and they're veterans and they've been, been in this game before. And, you know, they, they've had a chance to knock some teams off in the past. And, and I think this is a chance for them because Aquinas is nicked up a little bit mm-hmm. in some spots that they've got a chance here. Um, but the overwhelming favorite is another Aquinas Mill Valley so yeah, it's funny you have the uh, the District 232 matchup because DeSoto and Mill Valley are in the same district. And then you have, you have Blue Valley Southwest and Aquinas who have their own little rift between each other uh, that has developed in the last couple of years. So uh, heated kind of rivalry games coming up uh, yeah. in 5A. Yeah, no, I, I think it's not, the, the game's really – and it's not like that every year. I mean, this is really a year where all the teams are in the quarterfinals on the Kansas side, you know, in 4A, 5A, and 6A are all, you know, there's not a game where you go, there's no way that team's yeah. winning. There's nobody that you can, I mean, because if you're, if it's 1030 on Friday night and you're checking our scoreboard or tuning into 41 and you see Blue Valley Southwest win, don't, you, you don't say you're shocked because it's not a shocking, it's not a shocking thing. All right. Bishop Meage and Tonganoxie in Kansas 4A. Is this the most interested you've ever been in a Kansas 4A playoff game, Dion? Because well, and, lately, and, I mean, just the last several years, it's just been Meage doing a victory lap around Kansas, winning by, you know, 70 points each game. Well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, 2011-12 or 10-11-12 and 12 when I think it was Lewisburg, Eudora, Eudora that went to the state championship game uh, before Meage came back down. And, um no, it's, it, you know, and it talk, you know, you check out the radio show or check out the podcast. We have John Holmes on. And I joked with him. I said, man, it's great for media to have all these really good teams in 4A. And 
I said, look, I know you guys have you know, had some runs where you're blowing everybody out by 30. I said, but isn't this a little more fun? I said, isn't this a little more? He's like, oh, no. He goes, this is – he goes, he goes, don't get me wrong. He goes, he goes, but it's – he goes, it's challenging. And it gets you – I mean, I, you know, if you have the best team, you go out and you do your work and, and you do it. But when – you know you got to – I mean, there's – there's they don't they don't stop the run very yeah, well at all. A weakness for I – mean, Bishop Carroll ran all over Bishop Meade. Yes. And- I don't know. Rockers did. Throwing a forward pass this year. I don't know. They run it most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, I mean, and Tyler Bowden's legit. I mean, he was doing this at Lawrence Free State, and you know, against good teams. So, he's not, you know, some kid that's not, you know, a, a, a player, you know, just a, you know, oh, they're from Tonga and Oxy. They don't know. And they play, and the Frontier League is better than it's been. Eudora won, you know, was one of their bottom half teams, won a game and played Baser Linwood tough. So, I mean, the, the Frontier League was deeper, um, the UKC was deeper, and then the, the you know, St. James and Miege went out and played tougher schedules than they played, and they have more losses than they've had in, in years past. And, and, you know, and you bring a Lansing down, you know, too, as a good team down there. So, no, it's definitely as deep 4A, and, and the, coaches, the coaches that are in there, it's, if you want to compete – that's what it's about is playing good teams and going out and playing well-coached teams. And that's what you got. And then that's what makes it fun. All right, let's do your rematch. Big three games. The week will start on the Missouri side. A no brainer here. Liberty and Liberty North. <laughs> the rematch of, I think week two where Liberty, yes. Liberty got the win over Liberty North 32, 21. Yeah. Then, you know, even you go back to last year when they played in the regular season, it was a, a one score game and, uh, and Liberty wasn't as good as they are this year. Uh, and Liberty North was undefeated. So uh, this is going to be a close game. Defensively Liberty North is just lights out right now. Um, offensively, they you know they run the ball and they make you know their passing game is efficient when they need it. Liberty, they got Winship Williams back. Um, they've they've had some offensive line issues. They're getting healthier there. Uh, they made some things happen late in games. If you if you put the ball on the ground against Liberty, they usually make you pay. Uh, and, and and so they're it, it's a it's a toss up game. I mean, there, there's no way. Around. I, Liberty's Liberty's coming off the better win in terms of of the team they played in terms of competition. Uh, but Liberty North is playing better. I think they're playing better than anybody in class six on the Missouri side. Definitely def- defensively. They, they gave oh. 32 points and 35 points in their first two games this year, both losses. Since then, the most they've given up is 17 in a game. Yeah, they, they have been. And and they've gotten out of this the early in their little streak. They were doing all these comebacks, you know, second-half comebacks and letting teams get leads. And and we had talked to Coach Jones a few weeks back, and he said, he said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with the comeback wins, but I'm trying to stress to my – players that we don't need to be down at halftime every week by 10 12 points and they've now they've done that now they're coming out jumping on teams and not letting teams even be a part of the game and you know uh, that was a good win last week for them for against Rockridge and and Rockridge isn't as good as they've been in the past but I think 44 I mean that's just I mean that's just a dominant win I mean it's just dominant in class six for the second round playoffs all right so we've got St. Pius taking on hosting uh, Lafayette County what a story St. Pius has been this season. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anthony Simone comes in. They're 9-0. and They're undefeated. Uh, rolling through the schedule. What, what does Lafayette County offer? Um, well, Lafayette County is a wing T team, and, and they like to run the ball. They do some option stuff, and um, they've been there and done that. I mean, this is a team that's been in the state championship game, game twice in the last 10 years and um, has made runs of the semis, and they are, you know, one of the more consistent class two programs in the Metro and surrounding areas, and and so they they've been in this district championship game. Now these Pius kids have they haven't won a district, even the old school style, 
you know, since 2008 when two, you know, two teams came out of the district, you know, before the tournament. So uh, that's going to be a big test. And, and um, you know, I think they've, you know, the win over Maryville is a great win for Pius. And I think that's the one they've got to really lean on and say, you know, that's a wing T team. We've, we've got to be able to, you know, look at that and, and know what we're doing there. But, you know, Lafayette County is a young team. And so is Staley really. St. Pius is too. Uh, St. Pius is a young team too. So, you know, we could be seeing this again next year with these two if they're in the same district. Uh, so it's it's definitely a good one. And and I think the team that wins this, they've got Butler and Warsaw on the other side in the quarterfinals. They've got a good shot at making the semis. I mean, and beyond maybe. Who knows? Nice. Last one on the Missouri side, you have Staley and Platte County in a good old-fashioned Northland, hitch-in-the-mouth, yeah. rough-and-tumble football matchup on a Friday night. Yeah, and Staley's a team that that is young and inexperienced and had some injuries and um, had you know was testing the depth that they did not have to start the year. Start out you know one and three and they won five straight. Um, beat Park Hill South last week defensively and did a fantastic job. And uh, they're going to be tested. Uh, their defensive backfield. They better find six guys because that's how many guys they'll they'll find. <laughs> five, there'll be five guys in the pattern almost every time for, for Platte County, County. And, and Chris Runke there. The quarterbacks the study and he talks to coach light he's like he goes you got to keep him in the pocket he goes he if he gets out he's gonna kill you and he goes it's just you you just gotta you know he said he said to us keep superman in the phone booth now, <laughs> right <laughs> then i'm sure after he had to explain what a phone booth was to his entire team but uh yeah that's their that's their thing they want to keep him in that pocket but uh no it's it's a good it's a good matchup of two teams that they they expect to be in the district title game every year uh, six straight for Staley, five straight for Platte County. Um, they both have made runs, quarterfinals, semifinals, state championship game in the last three, four years. And, you know, Staley won one, and Platte County lost last year in Class Four. So, and I think what you're seeing is that in Kansas City, that the the difference between Class Four and Class Five is not. You know, the good Class Four teams can go can go run with some of these. You know, not some. You know, some years some of those Staley's and least some West teams were ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, Carney bumped up to Class Five for two years, and went to the semifinals. So, um, the good class, the good Class Four teams, you know, are there's not that much difference between them. Just like a really good Class Five team can can run with some of the Class Six teams. Over on the Kansas side, Drew Max big three games of the week. Two of them involve uh, Kansas Four A teams: Bishop Miege, Tonganoxie. We've talked briefly about that. We've talked briefly about Baser Linwood and St. James Academy. Do you, do you feel like both these games are going to be good and close? I think so. I think that, you know, the first one in Baser, Linwood and St. James was a one touchdown game and, and St. James scored a defensive touchdown in that game. So offensively they were pretty even. Um, and the, the one thing that helps Baser Linwood is they played Eudora last week who just wouldn't give them the ball. They, you know, slowed it down, took their time. So they didn't have as many possessions, but St. James will get up and down the field and, and they'll trade some scores with them. So it, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Cause uh, you know, Dakota Burt and, and uh, well, James White, their tailback, Dakota Burt, the quarterback for St. James, are really talented. They got good receivers, and then you look at Isaac Stanton, the quarterback of Basel Linwood, and Jordan Brown, who's one of the better basketball players uh, in the Metro too. And and he's just a big, athletic kid, and he has had a great season. Um, just good, good athletic teams, and two good coaching staffs. Two guys have done it for a long time, and and you know, um, I you know joke with Saul Bomber. And I said, you, I said, I'm assuming you're ready for the double reverse pass on the first play. He's like, yeah. And he goes, but uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, 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 he goes, that's it's that time of year. You don't leave anything in the no. in the cupboard if you don't if you, if you don't you know you want to he goes you want to be able to show it all so that he said and they do some trick play stuff so it, it, it's going to be a fantastic game i'm telling you if, if tonganoxie or anybody else doesn't beat me age this year 
it's never going to happen. Before. Yeah, this is the uh, year. Mark it down. That's my prediction right here. Yeah. It's, not, it's not going to happen. It's this year or never. All right. Uh, then lastly here, we talked briefly about this game too. Blue Valley Southwest on the road to Aquinas. A couple of EKL foes that didn't meet this season uh, because of COVID. You think this will be closer than maybe a lot of people? I, I think so. I, you know, Tanner Curry, the quarterback of Blue Valley Southwest, is uh, playing really well. He gets Tristan, I think it's Everend, as, how you say his name, the, yep. um, the receiver back this week. And he, you know, he was banged up. And I, I wanted to joke with Coach Oric a few weeks ago. I think he had like 400 yards of total offense. He threw in returns and he had a return touchdown and maybe he had an interception. For, I mean, he, had, he did everything. And then, then, he, then he comes up hurt. And I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't need <laughs> holding back. But no, that's a, that's a big weapon for them. And they've got two really good receivers. And, um, and, Aquinas is, you know, not that they aren't throwing the ball as well, but they've got to find a way to stop that, to stop that uh, rushing game. Aquinas and Tank Young, and yeah. and you know he's a he's a game changer. They don't wrap yeah, him up. Tank carries last week, but he had over 100 yards with those. Yeah, guys. if they don't wrap him up, he's gone. Um, yeah. and they've got to make that happen. So, no, I I think it's, you know, maybe next week we'll 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 be like, oh, it's a bit, but there's more games this week, and there's a lot of them that are good. So that that's what makes it fun. And so far this week, White, right, cross your fingers, but nobody – So far, uh, no, so, far so good. I know right? Staley as a school is virtual this week, and, and they've got a bunch of cases, uh, so they're doing what they can. You know, last week we had William Christman, um, and so that was there. And then there's some others in the St. Louis area. And, uh, you know, percentage-wise, we're still at about the same percentage. I mean, yeah. you know, if we have one this week, it, it, it may bump the percentage a little higher, but um, if you have none – you know, then, then you have none. I, you know, it is, it is what it is. And we all know numbers are spiking. So I, I think, you know, you just hope you don't get to the week, you know, the final weekends have somebody have that happen. So I know, look, after this week, if for a lot of the classes, there's only three games left, right? So just, yeah. uh, just everybody, it's all in it together, but hopefully everybody can do their best to make sure those, uh, those games happen. Yep. All right, Dion, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. It's always fun. Back for Dion Clisso, uh, PrepsKC.com. I'm Nick Schaefer of 41 Action News. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Talk.